The more I study science, the more I believe in God. Albert Einstein. The Wall Street Journal, December 24, 1997. Article by Jim Holt. Science resurrects God. The fanatical atheists are slaves feeling the weight of their chains they have thrown off after hard struggle. Creatures who end their grudge against traditional religion as the opium of the masses who cannot hear the music of the spheres. I'm not an atheist, and I don't think I can call myself a pantheist. Albert Einstein, as cited in Anthony Flew's book, There is a God, How the World's Most Notorious Atheist Changed His Mind. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keen. If you would like to support God TV Radio, hosted by myself and Justin Keen, you can support us by buying our music, our art, our t-shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one-time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. Every Friday at 7 p.m. Central, we do a live show. Everyone is welcome. There is always a link in the public description. You can go to the front of my YouTube channel and schedule it by clicking the reminder button. If you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Hi, my name is Tommy Kelly. Hi guys and welcome back to another video. Today I'm actually going to play you a great, great interview I actually got with Brett Keen. If you don't know him, please go and check out his channel. All the his social media link will be down below for his channel. Great, great guy. He basically interviewed me on my Christianity and basically my life and things like that. He does an amazing lot of interviews, all different topics from atheists, obviously to Christianity, all different beliefs. Absolutely great, great guy, and I thoroughly say that and proud to say that he's actually one of my dear friends. So please go over and support his channel. Please, he deserves it and so much more. Like I say, I can't thank Brett enough for that opportunity to actually speak. I'm very proud to actually say so. So, like I say, I'll play this video after this. I'm even going to play his intro as well, so you can see just how amazing his channel is and how amazing a guy he is. And I'll speak to you all in the next video. And please comment below. And like I say, please go over and support his channel and all his other social media that you'll find linked on his channel as well. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. Make sure you check out my website, GodTVRadio.com. Play that intro, Brett. You want to see what your eyes want to see. How can I be what you wanted to be? You're fooling when your heart's not open. Subscribe, comment, and rate. Alright, so tell us your name and your YouTube channel and tell us a little bit about it. My name is Thomas David Kelly 
my YouTube channel is Tofu Tommy, and basically what it's all about, it's about my vegan lifestyle, it's about my spiritualism, I'm a Christian as well, and it's also about my eating disorder recovery, and just basically documenting all my, my past history up until the present day. All right. Can you tell me what uh, what inspired you to become a vegan? Have you been this way all your life? No, I haven't been a vegan all my life. It was always something that I actually had wanted to do. I actually used to work in a slaughterhouse a way back in 1997, around about the time that my mum actually passed away when that my eating disorder actually started. Up through the years, I had really wanted to be, be a vegan, but because of my eating disorder, my recovery team had prevented me from doing so due to the fact that obviously a lot of people in recovery actually use it as a mask for their eating disorder. But after relapses with my wife's ovarian cancer, and I had a relapse obviously as well when my, my father passed away in November 2014 with a massive stroke and a heart attack, I was in the hospital and I, this this time I came out, I said to them that I really wanted to do it this time and they gave me the, the instructions that if I was to go vegan this time that I must be doing it for the right reasons and gaining weight every single week which I have been doing and it's really helped me so, so much it's taken away all the eating disorder thoughts and things like that and knowing what, not what I'm doing is only helping myself but helping the animals and things as well why do you think the uh, why do you think people get eating disorders for? I think it's a collection of reasons. Really, most of it's because of like, traumatic things in their past, such as myself, where it started obviously with the loss of my mum. But many people can get it from things such as bullying. It can even be things such as kind of problems with their sexuality, anything like that. Something triggering in their past. Like I say, it's not about the food. It's about a coping skill dealing with life's problems, and that's really what happens. Now, it sounds like you've went through a lot of challenges, a lot of obstacles in your life. Um, it's unbelievable. Some people out there would break going through these kind of things. How is it that you're able to stay so joyful and happy? Every time I watch your videos, you're, <laughs> you talk about how wonderful God is. How do you, How do you manage to do that? Well... Faith plays a big, massive part in my life. I've I've been a Christian all my life, and just knowing what I'm preaching to a higher person it means everything to me. And knowing what I'm doing, coming on and helping people recovering from their eating disorders, that's the biggest motivation for me because it's about keeping me motivated and going in my recovery. Because I know that I've got to keep myself healthy to be able to help other people, and I'm doing that so so much. I get emails every day from people saying that they haven't eaten for four years and that same just started to recover and even from parents telling me that they've, I've saved their daughter and son's life and things and that truly means the world. Okay. All right, my first question for you, my main question sheet here, is what are the things that stand between you and complete happiness? Oh, I would say basically is my my wife's health and things like that. And that that's been the biggest obstacle is in not having my parents around. And basically, my wife suffered with ovarian cancer. She's had four miscarriages, which was misdiagnosed as polycystic ovarian syndrome. And just to what she goes through and the fact that she struggles so much with dealing not having been able to have a family, it just absolutely kills me every day because. I want to, for her to be happy and for, for her to be happy is the most important thing in my life and 
just for everybody to get on together and the world not to have cruelty and hate and wars breaking out and I think that's the the biggest obstacle in my happiness. All right, my next question is a a rough one. What will people say at your funeral? I would really hope they said that I I was a really good person and that I'd done everything to help as many people as I could. And that's one thing I I, I think that's what life's all about. It's not about, as long as they remember you, I think that's the biggest part. I mean, a lot of people don't get remembered at all and they would say, oh, who's this person or who's that person? But just to be remembered is the biggest part of of being in life because that means you've actually done something at least memorable and good in life. That's beautiful. Standing at the gates of heaven and God asks you, why should I let you in? Obviously, that's a hypothetical. What would you say? Mm, That's that's a good one. I would say... (laughs) I think I've I've done as much good in my life as I possibly could do, and that I've done dedicated my life to 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 God and to help other people. And I feel that's that's about the the most way that I could get into heaven is being a good person. And if I'm if I can do good, a random act of kindness every single day for anybody that needs it, that's that's my motivation every day. Every time you feel that heartbeat, is a reason to keep going on and helping people. Kindness costs nothing. Mm-hmm. All right, this next one, it's a bit rough. If you lost everything tomorrow, whose arms would you run into to make everything okay? Definitely God, 100%. Like I said, I, I believe in God so much, and I think God is always there for you. And it, Some people don't think that he answers your prayers, and they look at the kind of bad side of life, that they say, oh, why did this happen to me? God isn't there for me. But they forget about the good things that God does in your life. And that would be the first, my first destination would be throwing myself into the Bible and into the church and being in God's arms, definitely. All right. If you could send a message to the entire world, what would you say in 30 seconds? I would say, love your fellow man. Stop, stop wars. Stop hating each other live your life to help everybody as much as you possibly can. Life's far too short to to hate each other. The next question I have for you is, if you received enough money to never need to work again, what would you spend your time doing? I would spend my time doing cures for all, all illnesses, like cancers and things like that, helping all the homeless people and just putting my money into kind of stopping farming all around the world where people are homeless and they've got no food and things like that. That'd be my, my greatest thing that I could do with my money. That I, I, it wouldn't be used on myself. It'd be used to help problems all over the world. Okay. If today was the last day of your life, what would you want to do? Oh... I would want to spend it with my wife in every single minute. My wife, my wife's my world, and I would want to help as many people in my last day as I possibly could. Spread love everywhere and give everything to whatever I had left in this this earth, whether it would be money or possessions or anything. I would give them to those in need. All right, this next question is a doozy. What would you change about your life if you found out tomorrow? that you were immortal, that you could never die? (sighs) 
I would hope to cure my illness to start with and get over my illness because that's the biggest the biggest demon in my life is my eating disorder and that would that be one thing and yeah definitely that all right if your entire life was a movie what title would best fit Mm. that's a good one (laughs) take your time man Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Life's a roller coaster. I think that would be it. Definitely. There you go. Definitely. All right. How would you describe yourself in five words? I would say I'm kind, I'm generous, I'm spiritual, and I'm a good person, really, I would say. I would hope that. I would hope that I am. All right. The next question is, what are the chances that you have passed up on that you regret? Having a family, definitely. That, that's not happened. Saying goodbye to my mum and dad because I, I, I fell asleep in the hospital when my mum passed away and I, I miss my dad passing away in, but by minutes and I regret that every single day. And just living my life to the, the most. I've, I've missed a lot in my life because of my eating disorder. I lost my footballing career. And so, yeah, that would be the, my biggest regrets. Okay. How do you apply the learning from this regret to your actions today? Well, just kind of sharing it with people and making sure people don't make the same mistakes that, that I've made. But basically saying, look, this is what's happened to me. Please don't let this happen to you. And I hope that that kind of hammers forward to people how much the eating disorder and things in my past have affected my life up until today and that they don't go down the same road. All right. What would you do differently if you knew that no one was judging you? Mm, I don't think I would do anything differently. I feel I I live my life... I mean, everybody's going to judge you no matter what. and I'm a Christian... Like I say, I would keep just living my life the way I do, and I would probably, I don't know, I, I don't think anything would change greatly. I mean, I've, I've probably my eating disorder would be the biggest kind of part of things. I, I would hope that I would overcome that, and but I would just live my life the way I do, and, but I would definitely not want to be living with my eating disorder, and that, that's the kind of mon- most part. If you could watch everything that happened in your life until now, would you enjoy it? I don't think so, no, definitely not, because there's too many bad things happened. Like I say, the loss of my parents, my heart attack, I've suffered two heart attacks, I was dead for nine minutes, I had a near-death experience, I've been through so much, my wife's had cancer, she's lost four pregnancies, I feel all those things, I would, those would be the big kind of part and things I would want to erase from my life, and losing my grandfather, who was my role model and things, he was, we used to sit all the time and read through the Bible, and he could, he could read scripture and passage, it was him that I basically learnt the Bible from, he was, he wasn't just my grandfather, he was my, my best friend, so all those things I would definitely erase from my life. All right, if you could ask a single person one question and they had to answer truthfully, who and what would you ask? Mm. I 
I would probably, I would, I would love to ask God if I've done so well, done right up until my life at this moment, because I feel sometimes I'm, am I doing enough? Am I, am I, am I a good person? I doubt myself back and forward, and I just would love to ask God's kind of words if He could tell me up until now, am I doing right? Am I doing good by Him? Am I living by His words? All right. If you could start over, what would you do differently? I feel I would do so much differently. I, I would try and kind of, I wouldn't deal with the issues that's happened in my life, like losing my parents, we going down the road to a mind disorder. It was something I never chose to do. It just happened because I, I never thought I had an eating disorder. I would deal with that differently, definitely. I would probably... I just wish I could have done more for my parents than what I did. Everybody says I've done over and above, but I feel sometimes, did I do enough? Did I do enough for them? That would be the biggest two parts in my life that I would definitely like to do over. All right. So you know that we've got a lot of non-believers out there that watch the channel. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a very, very standard question. Why do you believe in God? I believe in God because I've seen God. <laughs> I was I passed away for nine minutes in the year 2000 when I suffered my first massive heart attack. I had actually went to Australia and to put you into exactly what happened, I went away to Australia for six months in a visa to visit my family in Queensland, Caboolture. I went down to about four stone. Uh, on the way back off the plane arriving at Glasgow, I collapsed. I took a massive heart attack. I was actually dead for nine minutes. And the only way they got my heart started was because there was a little Indian doctor that was over from India in the hospital. He was just there as a temporary. And he basically asked him as a last resort to try and insert a drain into my lung to get my heart started. Luckily enough, that did happen. I woke up and I, and I seen like what I thought was clouds. I said to the nurse, I said, a man heaven? And she said, no, you're in Garton Naval Hospital. You've suffered a massive heart attack. And she says, you've been in a potassium coma for the last three months. So I, I explained to them exactly what had happened about the near-death experience that I was floating above my body. And I, I looked down at myself and it was as if time had was frozen. And I, I knew that I was thinking to myself, why are all these doctors about me? I'm not here anymore. And I explained to the, the doctor exactly who was all round about my bed, my family, and the, doc, the little nurse standing outside the window drawing the curtain and she was crying. I explained everything that had happened and they said, that's absolutely amazing. And what actually happened was I went through what I was I like a, a, a tunnel and I could see all these people at the end of it. And my mum's voice came forward and she says, son, this is not your time. She says, in her exact words, the, the funny way she would say it, you've got a lot of damage to do in this world. We'll come and collect you when it's time. And next minute, I just, it was as if, it, it was a, a weird thing. It was as if I fell through a black hole and I suddenly I was, back in my body and I woke up and I had been in a potassium coma for three months so I know there's definitely life after this 100% Alright speaking of experiences like this I have um, I noticed whenever as you know I used to be a non-believer I'm a believer now in God but yeah. there are countless videos out there where there are people who had stated that they were atheists the popular atheists who have died and they claim to have seen hell They've claimed to uh -huh. see angels and God and all this or some kind of uh, light or even a tunnel. Yeah. However, 
I uh, recently interviewed a, a very popular atheist YouTuber recently called Paul Zigo. He claims that he died for a moment, but he didn't see nothing, just pure darkness. Why do you think it is that people have these uh, somehow, for sometimes common experiences where others, they say they see nothing but darkness? Well, yeah, saying that, my friend Liam, he actually passed away and he was dead for about four minutes. He didn't see anything at all. He says it was just that was just complete blackness. I'm not 100% sure why that happens to some people. I think, I don't know, It's that is a strange one. I think maybe, have you have you went to heaven or have you went to hell? Is Have you done good? Have you have you not done good? I, I don't know what they can, that's my kind of take on it. Maybe you've, you've done something wrong in your life and maybe you're not getting to heaven yet or maybe it wasn't your time to see this and you weren't meant to die. Maybe that's the reason... It's, that is a real tough one to answer, really. Mm, it's an interesting way to put it, though. I have to agree. All right, this next one's a doozy. Are you holding on to something that you need to let go of? And also, if so, what's stopping you? Definitely my eating disorder, 100% is definitely that. And the, fa the thing that's kind of holding me on to that is the regrets are... I, I can't, roundabout anniversaries of my parents passing and things it really affects me so much like November 20th was the passing of my dad and roundabout those times was when I relapsed but this year I haven't because being on YouTube and knowing what I'm helping a lot of people has kept me driving on and I feel that's the, probably the reason why I, I'm holding on to the eating disorder at some points but I'm recovering now totally but I feel it's probably just because a way back, I found out that my mum's passing was actually with, with the cancer that she had was actually from having me in the womb, and she had the choice of actually aborting me and be free of the cancer, or having me and living on with it. And I didn't find that out until she passed, and I did blame myself a lot for that, and that's been a lot of the catalyst for my eating disorder. And I think that was the kind of reason for me holding on to things back and forward is blaming myself for things that was silly that I know that that was my mum's choice and blaming myself for things that was out of my control really. This next question's a little rough. If you were laying up in a hospital and there was a patient that was sharing the same room with you and you knew that they were dying and uh, you, you seen that they were suffering, they were hurting and they didn't yeah. have much time, so you decided that you wanted to attempt to pray for them and comfort them. But they told you, get away from me. I, I don't want to be prayed to. I'm an atheist, blah, 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 blah. Would it hurt you to know that they're just going to die and not allow you to do anything? Yeah, it would hurt me so much. But like I say, you've got to respect everybody's beliefs. At the end of the day, if they don't believe in God, it's respect for everybody. and People's got their own beliefs, but I would just... What I would do is probably get away somewhere out out the way and pray pray for them in silence and pray to God to hope to help them. So you'd still try to help them in some kind of way, even if it was done away from them. Yeah, definitely. Even if they were cruel and said, "Get the hell away from me! I don't want to hear the prayers," you'd still try. Definitely, is like I say, you've got to try everything you can. Like I say, people at the end of the day, some people just don't see it that way. Alright, my next question This is another doozy You've been doing great, by the way Great Thanks a lot Alright, the question is Would you break the law to save a loved one? 
Oh, definitely. 100% I would do that. I'd say, at the end of the day, if you've got to save your loved ones, that's the most important thing. Your family's everything. And if, if my wife or that, if I had to break the law, I say she was dying tomorrow with, with terminal cancer and I had to, there was a treatment out there, say, in Germany, that I've heard of this hyperthermia treatment. If there was money that needed and there was a chance of saving her life and I didn't have that, I would rob a bank to do that for them, definitely. You believe that God would forgive you and understand? I believe he would because, yeah, you're, you're doing it for the greater good. You're doing it for, to save your, your wife. And I think, yeah, I think he would in some ways. It's, it kind of ca- cancels out the bad side of things. That You're doing it for a better reason. You're not doing it because it's for greed or anything like that. You're doing it for love of the, the person that means the most in your life. I can understand that. How do you celebrate the things you do and have in your life? Well, I celebrate thanking to God for everything. There's so much in my life that people don't have. There's people out there, like I say, they've not got a roof over their head, they've not got food, not got running water, they've not got clothing. Like I say, money means nothing at the end of the day. It's what you do with it. If you've got money, it's about doing good. And celebrate what I've got in life is be sharing it with the people that are around me. If I've got any money at all, which I've got very, very little, I like to do good with it, like treating my wife or giving to charities and things like that. All right. When was the last time you tried something completely new? Well, not that long ago was I get led into the LDS church because... I, I had left the, the Christianity, uh, the Church of Scotland, sorry, when because of my illness. And my next door neighbour, she's right into LDS Church. She tried to get me into that, but it, I don't like being kind of biased at this. But it was really, it was a, a, an enlightening experience. It was their, their belief was really, really strange about believing the, the way Joseph Smith and things like that, and the way they believe Jesus lives in a planet called Colab. And he's got a wife, and basically, if he he became a god, and if we live by the the LDS rules, we can become a god too. And they obviously they do things like obviously going to the temple and wearing the the communal uh, underwear and things like that. And you're not allowed to drink tea and things. And it was, or oh, they obviously hate coloured people. They hate gays and things like that. They actually told me that my brother, my brother-in-law, he's actually. Uh, gay and he's in a marriage he's married to a man, they told me that it was between choosing them or the church absolutely, I says no way, I says I'm choosing my, my brother-in-law so I knew right then that their belief, what they saying they were Christians was far from the truth because their belief in God's t- totally different How do you feel about small churches out there like Westboro Baptist Church websites like godhatesfags.com I feel that's terrible because I, I feel God would, wouldn't would hate anybody. God would love everybody for who they are. And I feel a lot of people kind of misinterpret the Bible because at the end of the day, the Bible's got many, many different language translations and people just kind of take the, what, they, what they want out of it. Like they'll say, oh, God doesn't love gays and wouldn't accept gays and that. I don't believe that for one minute. I feel God will love you for it, just who you are. You're everybody's is you're God's children at the end of the day. Right. 
All right, my next question for you is, when it's all said and done, will you have said more than you have done? I would really hope not. I would really hope that I've done more than I've said because that's what I, I live for every day to do good and I don't like to say a lot and do it's mostly let's say actions speak louder than words is the same go. All right. Okay. Okay. What is the difference between living and existing? Living I would say is every single day doing what you love, helping everybody, living your life to what you deem as living. My mum's my always little saying was, live the life you love, love the life you live. And I feel existence, existing is just going through the motions and just not knowing what your purpose in life is and letting people do what you can, they think you should be doing rather than what you want to do with your life. All right, my next question for you is, if you had to teach someone one thing, what would you teach? I would teach them. I would teach them about the Bible, really, and basically learning them all about God. Let's like say living your life through spirituality and whatever you feel is your kind of purpose in life, which for me, obviously, is Christianity. What makes you smile? Makes me smile is seeing when you do random acts of kindness for anybody whether it be something you think is very very small like you you walk past like last week there I walked past a, a, an army veteran he was on the street and all these people were passing him by he had a little dog and he was starving and I heard this woman saying and she was dressed up with all kind of really expensive clothes she says oh look at that junkie and she walked past him didn't give him anything I stopped and I actually get speaking away to him and he was actually an army veteran, and he was in the war, uh, the, the, the Iraq war, sorry, and he had stepped in a landmine and lost his leg. And he came out of the army, and because he couldn't get benefits or work or anything like that, he lost his home, everything, and he ended up in the street. And this is somebody that gave everything for us, and we, they're walking past him. I gave him, I only had a few pounds on me. I gave it to him, and see the smile on his face, being able to get himself something to eat, that, that means everything doing something for other people. All right. What drives you to do better at something? <sighs> Just on the hope that, let's say, with things like my eating disorder, helping other people is driving. The drive for me is knowing what I'm doing is not only helping myself, but helping others. All right. What can you do today that you couldn't do a year ago? Well, definitely get out and enjoying time with my wife because about a year ago, getting out for things like a meal and things like that was a really, really stressful situation with my eating disorder because you get worried that what's the calories in this certain food and you look around and think people are watching you. But now I've overcame my eating disorder. The, the biggest part that I'm suffering with now is kind of obsessive-compulsive disorder type thing. But my eating disorder I've really overcame and it's been able to enjoy time with family, friends, missing out in the, I missed out on the things I loved, like watching foot, going to watch football and going to the cinema and spending special time with my wife, definitely. Okay. This next question is kind of a karma question. Are you familiar with the concept of karma? 
Yeah, they, what what you get, like if you do good, it comes back to you. Yeah, if you uh, if you were to reap what you sow, would it come back to help you or hurt you? Hmm. I feel in some way that's that's a tough one. That could be a bit of both because I feel like with things like my eating disorder and things like that, could it come back to hurt me because I've. Have I done enough in life? I don't know. That That's a tough one. I feel that would be a bit of both. All right. If you could go back in time once and change a single thing, what would it be? I would go back and try and change the, the passing of my mum my and dad, definitely, because obviously my dad had suffered a lot with, with diabetes and things like that. If I could go back then, it would be to try and help find a cure for them before they actually passed and stop it happening. And obviously to basically help my wife as well with, with her cancer illness and things and get her to the, the doctor earlier because she'd suffered a lot with polycystic ovarian syndrome, which was misdiagnosed and turned out it was cancer. I would I would have loved to have got her detected early and so she didn't get through that cancer illness. Mm. What do you owe yourself? I would say I owe myself some love, I think, because that's been the biggest part of my life is not really liking myself back and forward. It's only recently that I've begun to kind of like myself, but actually do I love myself sometimes? Like I say, I don't hate anybody. The biggest part of my problem was looking in the mirror and hating myself, so that would be what I would owe myself, a bit of love. But why? You're a kind and loving person. You give your last few pounds to a, an ex-vet that is uh, on the sidewalk. Why would you hate yourself for? I don't know. I think that's part of my eating disorder voice, basically saying that I'm not a good person and I don't deserve to have anything in life and I don't deserve to love. And I have believed in that quite a lot. And I just look in the mirror and I, sometimes I hate myself. I say, do I do enough for people? Am I, am I living my life to the way that... God should want me to. Am I doing enough for my wife? Am I doing enough for my friends? I just feel that I'm not worthy of life really back and forward. But you already know in your heart that if you had the money and you had the resources, you would do everything you can to help as many people as possible. So what is there to hate about you? That That is a good question. That's, that's one thing I really can't answer. I, I just... I just think to myself that I, I just I'm not a good enough person. I'm not worthy of being on this earth. I feel that the, my mum's passing was uh, the biggest part of, was basically my fault at times. It's just recently I'm coming to kind of terms that that was what my mum wanted. She wanted to have a family. She she wanted me, but I feel in some ways that I've not done enough for people, and I don't know. <laughs> that is that is a really great question. It's it sounds like it sounds like your family loves you very much, and it sounds like your wife loves you. And I yeah. think they'd want you to do the best you can for yourself, and don't forget that. I know, definitely, one hundred percent. My mom and dad always said before they passed, "Is don't live for the memory of us; live for yourself, because that's what we want more than anything is for you to live and love the light of your life and do it to the fullest." And my wife's exact same. <laughs> <laughs> When you think of your home, what immediately comes to mind? 
my wife definitely in love. That's that's the biggest part. Of my home is it's a loving place, and my wife means everything to me. My animals as well. My animals are my family and the dogs. That's that's everything in my life, really. What did you want to be when you were a kid? A footballer, yeah. I was actually a semi-professional footballer with Scotland under-16s and I only lost my football career because of my eating disorder when my mum passed. I actually had, because of my weight loss, it caused a sciatic nerve damage to the back of my leg. So now I've got no feeling below the knee and I've got a drop left foot, so basically I walk in the side of my foot. So that caused me to lose my football career. So that was that was like the biggest thing in my life is to be a footballer. Oof. All right. This uh, next question's a bit on the rough side. What terrifies you the most? Losing my wife. Yeah, one hundred percent that because I feel that if I lost my wife, I would probably just give up. <laughs> my wife's the only thing I've got left in my life. I've not got my parents or anything. My wife's my, the the biggest reason for me to keep going along. We obviously helping other people with with eating disorders and things like that. But if I lost my wife I just feel would I would I just probably give up and I would I would rather that I passed before before my wife did. Mm. Alright, describe the greatest adventure of your life. Mm. The greatest adventure in my life would would have been when that when I had that near death experience that proved everything that there's my, my parents are only on the other side. Like, basically, like, like I always believed, they're just in the next room and they're here waiting for me. And that that was that was the greatest adventure in my life, knowing that what what you do here, that this is this is just the the kind of start of your life, the real lives after this. Okay, where would you like to live? If you could live anywhere you wanted, where would it be? I would love to live in a warm country, definitely somewhere like Australia. I would love to live somewhere like that, somewhere that's really, really warm. I've always wanted to live somewhere like, like Australia. I've been there a few times, and I'm actually going back next year. Let's say it's obviously it's very, very cold in things in Scotland, but or I would love to live somewhere peaceful up the mountains. I feel somewhere like that, somewhere, somewhere kind of spiritual. And... All right, what is your greatest strength? My greatest strength is I feel is loving doing that things for other people. Okay. What's your greatest weakness? Mm. I would say probably belief in myself. All right. All right. Name another thing that you've done to make someone's life better. Mm. That, that is a good one, definitely. Hmm. Well, I would probably say that there was there was a there was a girl in the hospital. She she'd been ne- nearly died with her eating disorder, and I went in there and I actually spoke away to her. And she was, there was she had no hope. She'd been in there for three and a half years. I get out and I spoke to her because I'd been at Scottish Parliament and they asked me to kind of go and speak to her because I had a great knowledge. I went in there, I spoke to her. She was actually going to have a little girl and there was 
there isn't going to be a chance that she would actually have it. I spoke to her and things, and I let her know about my illness, and I went in for weeks and ends speaking to her. She actually recovered from her eating disorder. She's now got a little girl, and her life's turned around, and I feel that's that would have been the greatest thing, is knowing that I've actually, in some way, maybe saved somebody's life. All right, the last question for you. And this is probably the most important. Are you ready? Yep. What makes you special? Mm, what makes me special, I would say, is just being a, a loving, compassionate, generous person, I would say. that that's what I, I, I would give anything for anybody. Like I say, I would go without to help somebody else. All right, I, I do got one more for you. I got to throw this at you and stuff, yep. and I want you to always remember the answer that you give for this. Why do you think it is that your family as well as your wife love you so much? And I want you to think about this every time you start feeling bad about yourself. Mm. That's, a, that's the toughest one yet, definitely. <laughs> Probably because I, I think more about other people than I do myself. I think that would be the, the greatest thing because I would I would do anything for anybody. Do me a favor and tell your name again as well as your YouTube channel and anything that you have out there that you want to plug. Uh, my name's obviously Tommy Kelly. My YouTube channel is Tofu Tommy. I'm also on Instagram at Tofu Tommy as well. I'm Twitter at Tofu Tommy. And I've, my Facebook page is Thomas David Kelly, and I'm on Facebook at Tofu Tommy as well. All right. Make sure that you guys go to his YouTube channel, subscribe, comment, and rate, and let him know Uncle Brady sent you. <laughs> Thanks very much. I really appreciate that. It's been awesome. My name is Dawn Keen. Please check out our new channel, God TV Radio International Network. Also, check out our gaming channel, Games You Love. You can follow us on Google+, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in the description. Please don't forget to subscribe, comment, and rate. Have a good day. Remember, guys, binge on life, purge negativity, and starve guilty feelings. Speak to you all soon and love you so much. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio, hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station. Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music, well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless. Our genes are a kind of archive of the remote past, and they go through us to the remote future. Henry Dawkins may be my four-greats-grandfather, and he's put some genes in here. But my 200 million greats-grandfather was a fish. And by the way, the same fish was your 200 million greats-grandfather, too. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. Did you know that atheist Joseph Stalin 
killed between 60 and 80 million people. If you were to look at the math and the statistics, you would find that he killed more people than all of the religions combined over the years. That includes Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and even paganism. One single atheist dictator killed more than all of the religions combined. If you subscribe to my channel, I will not only show you what this one atheist did, but I'll be more than happy to educate you on the many atheists who had political power who almost destroyed our world. My family creates music, art, and books. Please support us and check it all out. Links are in the description. What I learned from, from your book, which I find stunningly exciting, is that it is literally nothing. It is literally nothing. It is literally nothing. Of course, common sense doesn't allow you to get something from nothing. That's why it's interesting. It's got to be interesting in order to give rise to the universe at all. Something pretty mysterious had to give rise to the origin of the universe. Something pretty mysterious had to give rise to the origin of the universe. Something pretty mysterious had to give rise to the origin of the universe. It is literally nothing. It is literally something nothing. You can dispute exactly what, what's meant by, by nothing, but whatever it is, it's very, very simple. And why is that funny? <laughs> Well, I think it's a bit funny to be trying to define nothing. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. Did you know that atheists have the highest suicide rate in the world, as well as highest substance abuse? That means they are more likely to kill themselves, as well as do drugs, alcohol, which is why they refer to it as substance abuse. If you would like to learn more, subscribe to my channel and watch my high-definition version of this video. God bless.